Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I finally figured out why I find posting on Instagram so uncomfortable now and why I never want to share anything exciting or anything creative that I'm working on. And it's because Instagram is full of what I call ghost watchers, which is basically people who watch your every move, watch everything you're doing, but they don't support any of it. So they don't like any of your stuff. They never message you to say, hey, this is cool. Good job. It's just like just people watching you. And it's just icky because you don't know if they're watching you because they like you or if it's because they don't like you. It just feels judgy. Instagram feels judgy now. It's very filtered and like corporate and I don't know. It just, it doesn't have a good feel to it. And it just feels like no one really supports you. It's like they want to know your business, but they don't want to support your business. See what I'm saying? And then it's also people that you like went to high school with that are super judgy and, you know, whether it be like the meathead jocks, you know, we all had them or like the popular girls. They just kind of hold on to like an old version of you, especially if you were an outcast. Like I was definitely an outcast and I feel like they just hold on to this old version of you. Like, oh my God, she's the girl that you see lunch alone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't like it. Instagram feels like a high school cafeteria. Everybody just watching you, wanting to know your business, but no one is supporting you. They're just talking about you and wanting to like tear you down. I don't know. It's icky. I don't like it. What's going on, my friend? Welcome back to another episode of Real English Radio. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for tuning in to the show. Welcome to the family. Now, uh, this young lady is talking about the reason that she just doesn't enjoy posting on Instagram anymore. She listed quite a few reasons. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty and I give you my thoughts on the subject, as always, I'm going to go back to the very beginning and play it, not necessarily line by line, but I am going to explain a few of the more advanced things that she said, just to make sure you understand everything before we continue. All right, cool. Let's do it. Let me go back to the beginning. All right, here we go. 
I finally figured out why I find posting on Instagram so uncomfortable now and why I never want to share anything exciting or anything creative that I'm working on. And it's because Instagram is full of what I call ghost watchers, which is basically people who watch your every move, watch everything you're doing, but they don't support any of it. Okay, so she said, I think I figured out why I don't like posting on Instagram anymore. Now, you might know this already, but just in case you don't, to figure something out means to basically understand something finally. So at first, she was kind of confused by it, not really sure why don't I like posting on Instagram anymore. It's like a, like a mystery. She doesn't really understand. She doesn't know the answer. She doesn't know the solution to this problem. And then after some thinking, um, she did some thinking and then came to the realization or she figured out it was blah, blah, blah. In this case, it's because there's a bunch of what she calls ghost watchers. Now, in this context, a ghost, when she says that, she means somebody who's basically just like always observing you or watching you but never commenting or liking or making it known that they're actually following you. Similar to the way like if in real life, if you're walking down the street, it's some motherfucker over there behind the bushes just like, just looking at you, just watching you fucking walk down the street, but you can't see them, but they can see you, you know? It's, it's there, but you can't see it like a fucking ghost, like a spirit or some shit, just a digital one, you know? So that's why she doesn't like posting on Instagram anymore. All these fucking ghost watchers, right? We need um, some goddamn ghostbusters. <laughs> you see what I did there? All right, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move on before this shit falls off the rails. Let me go back a few seconds and we'll continue. Watch everything you're doing, but they don't support any of it. So they don't like any of your stuff. They never message you to say, hey, this is cool. Good job. It's just like... Just people watching you and it's just icky it's just icky it's fun oh, it's just ugh, icky it's fucking icky it's fucking icky now the word icky i-c-k-y icky is a colloquial term that's used to describe something that makes you feel uncomfortable um makes you feel uneasy or it's something that's repulsive it's just like ugh, it's disgusting just Gives you the, it makes you cringe, you know? You feel very uncomfortable and maybe disgusted when you see or hear or experience that thing that's icky. So in this case, she's saying these people who are just fucking watching you, just watching you like the fucking CIA in the shadows, but they never comment, they never like, they never support, they never give you any feedback. She just like, it makes her feel uncomfortable. It's, it's repulsive to her. She doesn't like it. It makes her cringe. Just like, oh, you fucking weirdos because if that were in real life bro in real life if people were just a crowd of people were hiding behind a wall peeking just watching everything you were doing that would be fucking creepy but on social media it's kind of like normal behavior that's basically what she's saying and it's, it's fucking icky it makes her uncomfortable you know all right let's continue good job it's just like just people watching you and it's just icky because you don't know if they're watching you because they like you or if it's because they don't like you. It just feels judgy. Instagram feels judgy now. It's Instagram feels judgy now. J-U-D-G-Y. And to be honest, I don't know if this is like, I don't know if you're going to find this word in the dictionary. But really, it's, it's an adjective. And it just means that you're displaying a judgmental attitude, right? That's basically what it means. If, if she's a judgy person, it means she's always judging people. 
if he has a judgy attitude, he has the attitude of a judgmental person, you know? So she's saying that it, she just feels that all these people are judging her all the time. They're very judgy, just fucking watching her on Instagram, right? It feels judgy. All right, let's continue. Or if it's because they don't like you, it just feels judgy. Instagram feels judgy now. It's very filtered and like corporate and I don't know. It just, it doesn't have a good feel to it. And it just feels like no one really supports you. It's like they want to know your business, but they don't want to support your business. They want to know your business, but they don't want to support your business. Ain't that the fucking truth? Now your business in this context, your business is really just like your personal matters information that uh, is really only relevant to you, what's going on in your life, what you're doing, what you're going through. It doesn't really have anything to do with other people. That's your business. Like what you do in the privacy of your home is your business. That's not anyone else's business, meaning it only has to do with you and nobody else. That's you. Those are your private matters and affairs and nobody else needs to know about that and you could argue that nobody else should know about that because that's your business not my business so somebody's sticking their nose into your fucking business that's a nosy person and you can tell them hey guy why don't you get the fuck out of my business right now you don't have to be that aggressive i'm pretty aggressive you could say um please mind your own business right or um please worry about something that uh has to do with you and not me i don't fucking know i only know one way to say it in this case, stay the fuck out of my business, bro. Right. But that's business, you know, your personal affairs. And she's saying people want to know your business, but they don't want to support your business. In other words, they want to know what you're posting. They want to know where you're traveling. They want to know who you're spending time with, how much money you're making. They want to see all the pictures, look at all the stories, watch all the videos, but they're not going to support. They're not even going to like the post. They're not going to comment and say, keep going. If you're an artist or something, they're not going to give you feedback or share the post with other people. They just want to know what it is that's going on in your life. Most likely because they don't have shit going on in their lives, right? They have no intention of really supporting you. They don't want to see you do well. They just want to see what you're doing. In my mind, that's what she's saying. Okay. All right, let's continue. Have a good feel to it and it just feels like no one really supports you it's like they want to know your business but they don't want to support your business see what i'm saying and then it's also people that you like went to high school with that are super judgy and you know whether it be like the meathead jocks you know we all had them or like the popular girls they just kind of hold on to like an old version of you especially if you were an outcast like i was definitely an outcast okay a couple words to explain here she said Moving on to like a different example, she said that when you went to high school, there were super judgy people there and you had the meathead jocks. Meathead, one word, jock, another word, meathead jock. Now let me go to my vocab guide. Meathead is uh, basically slang and it refers to a guy who is overly muscular and typically not very intelligent, you know, like the fucking gym rats who... They're super fucking jacked, you know, looks like they could punch through a brick wall because they're so fucking muscular, but all they know how to do is like physical shit. They're not the most, uh, they're not the smartest guy in the room most of the time. They're not the brightest light bulb in the fucking, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Just somebody who is like super strong and athletic, but not very 
smart, kind of like the opposite of a nerd, who is somebody that typically is really smart, intelligent, good with computers and math and science, but they don't necessarily have a godlike physique. And these are stereotypes, obviously, but that's what somebody means when they say meathead. Somebody whose head is just full of fucking meat, you know what I'm saying? And then the word jock is also a noun, and that just refers to athletic people, typically a man. I've never heard somebody call a woman a jock, but a dude in high school that like every year he's playing in team sports, he plays football or basketball or something like that, and that's his whole lifestyle. Those are the jocks, the dudes who are really into sports. So a meathead jock, you know, you can put those two together and imagine what this guy might look like. So going back to what she said, you have like the meathead jocks or the popular girls, right? The mean girls. I don't know if y'all have seen that movie with Lindsay Lohan, but you can't sit with us. Okay. You can't sit with us. Um, and what else she say? The, the meathead jocks and the popular girls, they just kind of hold on to an old version of you. When she says hold on to an old version of you, she's saying to cling to or adhere to an old version or memory of you like they won't let it go in their minds they still see you as the weird awkward quiet person that used to eat lunch by herself in high school even if you're like 28 now and you're no longer a kid they still look at you in that way and they hold on to and refuse to let go of that perception of you i hope that makes sense all right let me go back to Words they hold on to an old version of you, especially if you were an outcast. It's the last word I wanted to explain. Now, the word outcast is somebody who has been rejected from society. Not society, per it doesn't have to be society as a whole. It could be a friend group. Somebody who has been rejected or ostracized from a social group, typically because you're you have strange behavior or a strange appearance or strange beliefs. So if you go back to high school and you think about those kids who were relatively introverted, maybe they didn't have the best of social skills, they were kind of awkward or just quiet, maybe not even nervous, just quiet and weren't so social or extroverted. A lot of times, especially in high school, all these insecure extroverted people didn't know how to deal with more introverted or awkward or quiet people. So they would just naturally exclude them from everything. And, and basically that person becomes an outcast because they don't belong to any particular social group. For whatever reason, like I said, it be, could be because of the way they behave or the way they look or what they believe. The way they talk. It could be anything, anything, whatever gets you um, rejected from the group. And once you are rejected, you become an outcast. You have been cast out of the group. That's why we call it an outcast. All right. All right. Let me go back a few seconds, my friend, and we'll continue. They just kind of hold on to like an old version of you, especially if you were an outcast. Like I was definitely an outcast and I feel like they just hold on to this old version of you. Like, oh my God, she's the girl that used to eat lunch alone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't like it. Instagram feels like a high school cafeteria. Everybody just watching you, wanting to know your business, but no one is supporting you. They're just talking about you and wanting to like tear you down i don't know it's icky i don't like it all right the last thing i want to explain is tear you down she said people are just watching you they want to know your business no one is supporting you they're just talking about you and wanting to tear you down now to tear someone down means to criticize them to demean them to belittle them you're trying to damage their image or their self-image. You're trying to damage their self-esteem or damage their reputation. Think of a building 
And if you demolish it with a wrecking ball or something like that, you're tearing the building down. Now, just think about that metaphorically, but with a person trying to destroy their reputation or their image or make them feel worse about themselves because they most of the time when people do this is because they see that person as superior in some way and they feel threatened. So they have to tear them down and bring them back down to their shitty level. That's what it means to tear somebody down. So, um, I get, you know what, I guess I was thinking I won't play the whole clip again, but it's, I mean, it's a minute, 45 seconds. So if you don't want to hear the whole thing again, just skip ahead in the episode one minute and 45 seconds, but I'll play it from start to finish just one more time. And hopefully everything will be much more clear. All right, let's do it. I finally figured out why I find posting on Instagram so uncomfortable now and why I never want to share anything exciting or anything creative that I'm working on. And it's because Instagram is full of what I call ghost watchers, which is basically people who watch your every move, watch everything you're doing, but they don't support any of it. So they don't like any of your stuff. They never message you to say, hey, this is cool. Good job. It's just like just people watching you. And it's just icky. Because you don't know if they're watching you because they like you or if it's because they don't like you. It just feels judgy. Instagram feels judgy now. It's very filtered and like corporate and I don't know. It just, it doesn't have a good feel to it. And it just feels like no one really supports you. It's like they want to know your business, but they don't want to support your business. See what I'm saying? And then it's also people that you like went to high school with that are super judgy and you know whether it be like the meathead jocks you know we all had them or like the popular girls they just kind of hold on to like an old version of you especially if you were an outcast like I was definitely an outcast and I feel like they just hold on to this old version of you like oh my god she's the girl that you see lunch alone <laughs> like you know what I mean I don't know I don't like it Instagram feels like a high school cafeteria Everybody just watching you, wanting to know your business, but no one is supporting you. They're just talking about you and wanting to, like, tear you down. I don't know. It's icky. I don't like it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, my friend. So what'd you think? Was it easier to understand the second time around? I sincerely hope so. I sincerely hope so. Um, and remember, if you're subscribed on Patreon, supporting the podcast, first of all, thank you for your support. Much love to you. But you should remember that you also have access to the vocabulary guide so you can read the transcript, read the explanations in your own time. But now I'm just going to share a couple thoughts on what she said, starting with her point about ghost watchers. And in my notes here, I wrote ghost watchers and shit talkers. Now, what I, I think it must be acknowledged that, first of all, when it comes to social media, when it comes to Instagram more specifically, 
we kind of do sign up to have people just watch us. You know, social media is similar to television. Let's call it 20 years ago where everybody would just sit around watching the TV and they don't necessarily want to support the TV station or the networks or the show that's being shown to them. They just want to watch the shit. And I find that it's a similar situation sometimes on social media. And it's like, if you're not, if you're not really willing to accept that, then just delete your account. You know what I mean? I do. I just saying that that has to be acknowledged first. Now getting to the ghost watchers on social media, I do totally identify with what she's saying. And it's kind of, it's one of the reasons that I've never really been a fan of social media in general, because it's really not that social when you think about it. You know what I mean? It's more just like modern media than it is social media. In many cases, obviously everybody's experience is different. But that's just one thing I never really appreciated about the nature of social media is just like, no matter how big your numbers get, how many views or followers or subscribers or any of those other numbers, it's like, it doesn't mean that you have a group of people actually engaged with you and what you're doing or that they care about you as a person. You know what I mean? They're just numbers on a screen, you know? And obviously there are real people on the other side of that screen, but if they're not engaging with you and there's no real dialogue happening, it's kind of hard to see them as like tangible people, right? To me, it's just numbers. And I don't know the, what you want to do, at least in my experience, what you, what you want to do is try to build community on social media. That's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to build a, a brand for yourself or whatever you're selling or whatever information you're putting out there. And you want to build a community of people to make that information for or to make that entertainment for and that will also support you and give you feedback and you guys can kind of like grow together to make this cool thing. It's a group of people you're trying to serve and that's your community. That's what I'm saying. And it's kind of hard to build that on social when people aren't really engaging with you. So it can be kind of discouraging in the beginning when you want feedback from people and you're asking people to engage or comment or send a message or give feedback on something, on something. And people just, ah, just kind of ignore it, keep scrolling, not really engaged or paying attention. You kind of have to persevere through those moments and just realize that it, it takes a long time. That's what I learned is it takes a significant amount of time to build real community online because it's not something you can force. And if you're putting your shit out on social media, if you're doing it well, you're eventually going to reach the people that you want to reach. But that also means you're undoubtedly going to attract a bunch of people who just don't belong in your community, you know? So what I'm saying is sometimes you might feel nobody's watching, nobody's paying attention, nobody's engaging. And maybe you're just still in those early stages where you're trying to like find your tribe. Because all you need is like a thousand good people to support whatever it is you're doing, you know? If a thousand people gave you $5 a month, I can't say every country, but in many countries, you can live a perfectly good life just doing what you actually want to do for the people you actually want to do it for, bro. A thousand people. There's seven billion on the planet. So, you know, what I'm saying is no matter where you're at on the journey right now, even if it's not content creation, you know, a business or something like that, I don't know. But let's just stick with Instagram, content creators in general. Like no matter what stage you're at, just know you only need like a thousand people to support your shit. 
the challenge is showing the patience and dedication over the most likely years it's going to take to reach those thousand people. So if you're on that journey, don't give up, man. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that whole ghost watcher thing. I think it's it's normal, man. It's normal. Most people are on social media just like mindlessly scrolling anyway. They just want entertainment. They're not looking to start a relationship with some stranger across the planet. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I like your content. I like what you do, but you know, I got other videos to watch, man. I got shit to do. It's like you have to, it takes time to build a relationship with these strangers on who wherever they are in the world. It takes time, you know? Like even more specifically with this podcast, it's like you listen to one episode and you're getting a feel for it. You either like it or you don't like it. You might check out a few more, but it's only after listening to like hundreds of episodes that in some strange way you feel connected to the person that's producing the podcast. They're always in your fucking head. <laughs> They're always talking to you. You know what I mean? They make you laugh. They make you think. They make you stop and question shit. You know, they say shit you disagree with and you're sitting there having conversations with yourself like what the fuck you know and so but that takes time it's not on the first episode that that happens and not everybody who checks out a particular podcast is going to listen to every episode or listen to more than one maybe they listen to one they don't like it and they move on and just over time after putting out tons of good content that's actually valuable to people you can develop that relationship and once people once you have a relationship that's when people kind of like know you and like you and trust you. And that is when they're usually willing to support whatever you're doing. Not before, you know, so you gotta be patient sometimes. The same way you're not going to like go into a bar, walk up to the first person you see, be like, Hey, you want to fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that might work sometimes, but you got to fucking establish a, a relationship there, man. You know, you got to see if there's a connection. There's some chemistry in the laboratory you know what i mean so you just gotta be patient that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah but getting back to the actual clip i totally identify with what this lady is saying and it's it is frustrating sometimes when you're posting online and you're trying to achieve a particular result you want to do this professionally or promote your business or whatever and you find that most people are just like watching they'll look at every story they'll watch every video look at every post but they don't really give you any feedback or support. They're just being nosy, right? They're just bored and they're not really doing anything with themselves. So they just want to know what's going on in other people's lives. That's why reality TV is so fucking popular in certain circles. It's like people who are doing nothing all day. And so they sit at home just watching other people do something all day. Because that way they can kind of live through the show and have something to, I don't know think about or talk about i don't fucking know why people i do but i just i just you know i can't watch reality tv bro it's, but anyway that's why it's so popular is because people just want to watch they just want to know your business they want to know what's going on in your life what are you doing who are you with how much money do you make what are you wearing where are you going they just want to know they're just fucking nosy because they're just not doing anything with themselves i think that's like it's not new it's not because of social media. It's not new. It's always been that way. We're just fucking nosy creatures. If we're not doing anything, we need some kind of stimulation. Or what are they doing? What the fuck's going on with them? And then it's easier because you can sit and like judge somebody else and talk shit about them and their lives and their life choices instead of like dealing with your own, you know? 
The only difference is now with social media, it's like in your pocket at all times. So you can just do it at all times. But I don't think that's new. It is fucking frustrating and a little demotivating, though, in those beginning stages. People who are constantly in your shit but never support your shit, never like, hey, you're doing a great job. Hey, can you try this? We'd love that. Have you thought about this? We appreciate that. I don't fucking know. Or I disagree with this or stop doing that. Anything, really. You're just looking for some kind of feedback to know that you're on the right path. But nobody's uh, really engaged. And I also find that social media for me is not so attractive because it kind of, it encourages you to develop narcissistic tendencies. Just constantly trying to get people's attention especially if you want to be like an influencer or your whole thing is you're this particular personality like you're playing a character you know those types like if you're not offering valuable information or creating something that's like uh like actual movies or skits or music you're just you're just you just just being you (laughs) or like you're just showing this version of you and that's your whole game like that type of shit It's very easy to slide into narcissistic habits and tendencies, just constantly trying to fucking get people to look at you and pay attention to you, even though you're not really doing shit, you know, or you only do shit to post it on social media and get like, I don't know, likes and comments and and followers so you can maybe get a brand deal or something. I don't, it's like, what the the fuck, bro? I just, it was never attractive to me because you're just constantly giving more and more of yourself. It never ceases to blow my fucking mind. The type of shit people are willing to post on social media for engagement, like using their fucking kids and shit. I saw, I mean, this video went viral. I don't know, it was like a couple months or years ago, but I just saw it again recently. This lady who was like one of those vlogger style YouTubers, but she includes her whole family and her kids in the vlogs. And it was something like the dog ran away or we lost the dog. I don't remember the title of the video. But she was apparently trying to shoot the thumbnail, take a picture for the thumbnail of the YouTube video and didn't realize she was recording. And it showed her like fake crying. Her her son is actually sitting right there next to her crying because they lost the dog or something like that. And she's trying to like direct him and say, no, make sure you're crying. Show the tears. No, make this face. Put your hand over your face. And she's like fake crying for the photo because she knows that thumbnail is going to get more clicks on her video. And just like exploiting her fucking crying child right next to her. That's some sick shit, man. That's some sick shit. And you see it in so many uh, niches, let's say. It's across all of social media. You see that type of shit. People just exploiting themselves and the people that they claim to love for social media fame and whatever comes with that. It's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. And what I don't like about it is... You're, what you'll find is you'll just be giving and giving and giving and giving more of yourself to these fucking strangers on the internet. And those people will just keep taking and taking and fucking taking and taking until you have nothing left. You've given your entire life. Said that funny. You've given your entire, I was trying to say lives and life at the same time. You've given your entire life to these strangers on the internet and you got nothing in return. Half of them aren't even engaged. Half of them don't even really care about you. They just want something to look at. You know? Like, 
I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's different, but it's just never really interesting to me to post the most intimate moments of my life to a bunch of strangers on the internet. Like for what? I don't, what value does that bring to anybody? Most importantly, me. What value does that bring to me? I don't know. I don't know. For me, that's why I just, I'm not really a fan of social media and I'm not as active as I should be. And when I say should be, I mean, because I want a particular result. Like if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would never have social media. It's just to like promote the shit I actually want to do. So people know it exists. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I would never be on social media like that. Like for what? I'd be consuming shit because you can learn a lot and there's a lot of entertaining stuff, but posting, like for what? For what? I don't, I don't know. Like if I have a cool picture or a cool video or I'm doing something really cool, I'm going to share it with my friends. I have their phone numbers, you know what I'm saying? I'll just send it to them. I don't know. That's just the way I think. That whole, that narcissism thing is just, uh, it's tricky, man. It's tricky. Because you just get so wrapped up in yourself. You're constantly looking at yourself, posting yourself, thinking about yourself, doing shit so you can post it online and wait for the reaction. And it's just, that becomes your whole fucking focus in life. It's so empty, bro. It's such an empty pursuit, if you ask me. So, yeah, the social media thing is tricky. And the conclusion I had to come to is just like, man... You just got to do it in your way and be patient. There's ways to get to where you want to go faster, but you're going to have to make certain compromises. There's trade-offs, right? So if you want to like keep your sanity and your mental health and do it in a way that's best for you, what you have to accept is that that comes with consequences. Maybe you don't grow as fast as you could, or you don't reach as many people as you could, or it takes longer to get to the results you're looking for, to make the money you want to make or whatever. But you just have to come to that conclusion on your own and decide what's best for you. That's where I'm at mentally, you know, because I just I'm not willing to, <laughs> you know, by myself, just be focused on posting on social media all the time. Like, oh, man, I'm just not I'm just not. So anyway, moving on to the next thing that she spoke about is like people just judging you and watching you and. You know, holding on to old versions of who you were and shit like that. I, do, I would say that sometimes that can be in your head, bro. Sometimes that can just be insecurity fucking with you. Because, I mean, I don't know what she thinks or what her situation is, but based on what she said, these people aren't engaging with her in the first place. So how could she possibly know what they think about her? You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking when I was listening to the clip. It's like that might just be in your head and you're just worried about how people could be perceiving you because you're also so obsessed with what's happening on Instagram. And when you don't get a response, you're left like uncertain of what these people think and you crave certainty. So you just invent your own response to the question <laughs> and you decide that you know what they're thinking silently while they're not engaging with you. I'm just saying that happens. It definitely happens. You know, I think a lot of times when we are worried about what people are thinking of us or how they're judging us, it's just because we're judging ourselves. And for some reason, we care so deeply about what they could be thinking. And since we don't know, we just start making up shit to feel like we know something. And so, yeah, I think uh, 
part of that journey in life, not just in fucking social media, but in life. It's getting to a point where you just accept yourself. You stop judging yourself and just do you, bro. Everything becomes so simple. Like when you're comfortable being misunderstood or comfortable not being liked by everybody or, un, you know, it, everything just becomes so more, so much more simple and peaceful. You feel me? So, yeah, you got to let that judgment thing go. People are going to judge you either way. You could be a fucking saint and people will still find a reason to talk shit. Like Mr. Beast, biggest YouTuber on the planet, he posted a video, I don't know, a couple months ago. And he used his money to give sight to a thousand blind people. Like people who just needed a simple surgery to get their eyesight back, but didn't have the money to pay for it. He took his own money and paid for it. A thousand people and recorded it, made a video of it and put it on YouTube. And there were people actually saying like, Mr. Beast is disgusting. He's using philanthropy to gain attention and make money. He's exploiting these people. And I, I believe he responded with something like, well, what do you prefer that I don't help a thousand people and I just keep my money and buy mansions and Ferraris and shit? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? So no matter how good of a person you become, there's always going to be people judging and talking shit because there's always going to be miserable people. It just is what it is. There is no light without dark. So you just got to accept that, right? It just is what it is. But once you can let go of it, it just becomes insignificant, you know? So, yeah, got to get out of your head sometimes. And the last thing I'll say about Instagram is speaking about the filtered thing. It feels filtered and corporate and artificial. It's like, although that is true, I think there's legit reasons for that. One of them being the platform is free. The company makes lots of money selling data and charging people to run ads. So they can't show certain types of content because they want to make the most money. Certain types of content discourage advertisers from advertising on the platform. So they can't allow certain types of content. It's like that on every platform. So that's one reason that you only see sanitized, filtered content because they got to make money. So it's like it, we're not paying for the app. Somebody, the money's got to come from somewhere. So you have to please the advertisers. The other thing that I think is important to consider is the fact that like the most popular content in these artificial influencers with their Instagram faces and fake lifestyles and um, all that type of shit is because that's what people engage with. Like a video doesn't go viral for no reason. It's like people engage with the shit. They like, they like what they see. So sometimes I think, um, you might like be frustrated with the type of bullshit content that's on display, but all that means is that most people prefer that shit. You know? It just is what it is. It's not that simple, and that's not the only reason, but I'm saying that's something to consider. It's like, we only have ourselves to blame for the current state of social media, dog. It's like, we did this to ourselves. So, I don't think it's fair to just blame everything on Instagram, or TikTok, or YouTube, or Snapchat, or Twitter, or anything else like that. It's like we use the platforms and create the experience. The platform is just a platform, you know? So I don't know. I just think if we had to pay for social media, the content that we see would be very different. And I also think if we just chose consciously to value different things, then different content would do much better on those platforms. But I don't know. This is just theory.
I'm curious to know what y'all think, though. What are your thoughts on Instagram? What are your thoughts on social in general? Are you guys actively using the platforms? How do you think it has affected your way of thinking and seeing the world? Shit like that. Let me know, man. If you're on Spotify, scroll down. Let me know what you thought about the episode. If you're on Discord, start a thread or something there. Let's talk about it, man, because obviously social media affects all of us. We're all fucking addicted to our phones to some extent, right? We're all using these platforms and have different experiences. So um, again, the point of this episode and the podcast in general is to start the conversation. So let's talk about it, man. But that's it for now, my friend. I'm going to get out of here. And as always, thank you for your time and your attention. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.